Welcome to Here We Are, the podcast where we celebrate the beauty of being a nerd by learning about nerdy things from fellow nerds. I'm your host, Joy Bork. I'm imagining that you're listening to this and you're like, okay, Joy, cemeteries? For reals? Yes, y'all. Cemeteries for real. And today's nerd not only has one of the best laughs on the planet, a deep love for music and history, and a fascination with cemeteries, but he's also my friend, occasional co-worker, and just a really good human. So without further ado, here's Todd Elliott to talk to us all about cemeteries. Let's see. Uh, my name is Todd Elliott. I live in the outer suburbs of Chicago. Yeah. What do you need to know about me? I love cemeteries. And you love introverting and you I, love yeah, music? I'm an introvert. I'm a music. Yeah, I love music. I have a wife and three kids, adult children, which nobody really tells you what that's like. And so <laughs> that maybe is another topic for another day, but way more complicated than just like regular parenting. Wow. It turns out. So, <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> there's that. All right. What flavor of nerd do you want to talk about today? Yeah. So cemeteries, that's what we're talking about today. I'm, I'm so excited. Them. Yeah. Okay. What does that mean? I'm into them. Yeah. So what it comes down to is I, it's a combination of things. I am an introvert. I like to contemplate things. And so you put those two things together and cemeteries turns out it's a really great place to be alone and to contemplate things. So not only life and death, I suppose. But yeah, just the shortness of life is one thing. A couple other things I love about cemeteries is the history. So just seeing interesting things, veterans, yeah, people with interesting things written on their tombstone. That's one aspect. Another part of it is, what is the other part of it? Oh, kind of the artistry. So like statues and and maybe even a combination of like something beautiful that has decayed and has not mm. been taken care of. And so that little bit of a juxtaposition I love, that's what got me into cemeteries. So yeah, I used to live in a neighborhood that had a cemetery kind of a few blocks away. And so sometimes I would just walk there and it was in my hometown and yeah, I just would see names I recognized. Oh, I live on, I used to live off that street that's named by this person. And, Interesting. And yeah, I was usually the only one there. And so if I needed some solitude, it was a nice combination of history lesson slash aloneness. Do you remember the first time you walked there? I mean, it must, it was definitely before I had kids. So I'm going to say it was in 1993. So yeah, that was a long time ago. I was that's four. almost 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> mm, what popped in your head where you're like gee i think i'll just go walk to the set like that in my thinking i'm like that's not really something i would do it seems like sure. a hollowed space that i wouldn't enter right but that barrier wasn't there for you yeah and, and i think there's still a little bit of kind of that should i really be doing this because of is there something holy maybe about this place or do I need to be careful to step over where I think dead bodies might be? So there is a, there is definitely a function of that. And I, in these early years, I would start walking there and then I got into photography. So then I started taking my camera with me and just trying to capture the beauty of those spaces. And so this is back in the days of a pre-digital film, or at least before I could afford to buy a digital camera and definitely before 
we all had them in our pockets. Well, film is still the most high def option. So for sure. Yeah. So <laughs> I have a couple of photographs from that cemetery that I took in wintertime. Hmm. And the sun was out. So the shadows were really crisp on snow and they're just these old gravestones from the 1890s. And yeah, just yeah, stark and beautiful. And yeah, so I would say even now, if I'm visiting a cemetery, if there's somebody there that's visiting a loved one, I generally will stay away from them or not mm -hmm. get out of my car and take pictures. I just, I try to respect people's space right. for why they're there. In fact, earlier this morning, I went, I visited two cemeteries because I'm traveling. And usually if I'm traveling, I'm looking at the map. Where am I staying? And where are the closest cemeteries to my location? And can I get there? Yeah. So I visited two this morning. That is so fascinating. I have so many questions. <laughs> okay. I found that when I walk into places, there are certain things that catch my eye right away. Mm -hmm. And it's usually super nerdy things like cable management or <laughs> the lighting in the room or whatever that my, my brain and my eyes happen to be attuned to. Uh -huh. What do you attune to when you walk into a cemetery? Like, what are your eyes, what are they looking for? Okay. So a couple things. One is if I drive by a cemetery that I can't see any headstones, they're all flat to the ground. Yeah. I will probably keep driving because it's missing one of the big components for me, which is art and beauty. And a cemetery that has all flat headstones is designed for the landscapers to have a more efficient uh, right. time of things. So that's one thing. Another big thing that I look for is at every cemetery, there's a water source for you to water your flowers. And so it usually captures my attention. What does that water source look like? Is it a hand pump? Hmm. Is it something that's a decorative faucet or is it just a pipe sticking out of the ground, the most basic form? And so it's interesting. I mean, every cemetery has a different way of doing that. And I mean, today even, I didn't have enough time, but the water source at the second cemetery, it was just like a, a very decorative kind of cast iron, like old school something. And hmm. instead of just like, oh, we had this pipe sticking out of the ground, we painted it green to, so that maybe you don't <laughs> see it. I don't know. Yeah. So that's another very strange part of this whole experience. And then another big one for me is that there's a lot of organizations that will honor their deceased with a medallion of some kind. And so hmm. a lot of times veterans will have something, but also like Women's Auxiliary, I saw that this morning, or Loyal Order of Oddfellows, or... Uh, that's you a know, thing? Oh, gosh. That's like a whole nother rabbit trail. Or even something like... Uh, you know, mm -hmm. local firefighter. And so I am usually looking for those. I would say from a historical perspective, especially the veterans are the ones that have most of those. But in the cemeteries I have visited today, lots of Spanish American war veterans, which is a very, like very niche kind of mm -hmm. veteran. So where I'm from in Illinois, I don't see a lot of those just, I think, because maybe I'm in Michigan right now. So Michigan's an older state than Illinois, maybe. And so there were more people here that were in that war, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. So those are the kind of the three big things I look for. That, I love that so much. Okay. So following the, the train of thought of that loyal order of the odd fellows, like, <laughs> okay. what is that? If you know what it is, what are like some other like adjacent rabbit trails that this stuff has led you down? Sure. Yeah. So Loyal Order of Oddfellows. Yeah. One of those, like they have medallions that I think it's 
there's some something that they have. And so I just like, what is this? And I have to look it up. And so I'm going to call it a secret society. And I don't know all that they have going on, but I mean, it's like most rabbit trails. Like once you dig into it a little bit, you start seeing it everywhere. So mm-hmm. a lot of buildings from the, the late 19th century sometimes will have the Loyal Order of Oddfellows logo on them. Like that used to be a lodge. Um, hmm. I know that sort of near where you and I live, Joy, there's one in Carpentersville. There's a building that is, and they still meet there. Like there's still like a lodge of loyal order of odd fellows. That's like amazing. The hardest thing to say in the, in the world. I was just talking to somebody about cemeteries because they knew I was into it. And they're like, oh yeah, just up the street, there's one. And then if you drive a little further past it, there's this really creepy one. Ooh. And I was like, and I can tell you about that because I was looking on the map and that's a loyal Order of Oddfellows Cemetery, like just, just for Loof. Yep. And if, yeah, so you, yeah, I guess you can be buried in one if you're a part of that little group. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. When you think back over all of your cemetery visits, what are some uh-huh. of like your peak experiences? Yeah. So because I'm totally into the history side of things, I'm always looking for like, what's the oldest cemetery, the, the oldest dated marker that I have been to. And so I visited Boston. That was really interesting. A branch of my obsession with cemeteries involves where presidents are buried. So I was doing an event in Boston and I'm like, the Adams boys were presidents and they're from Boston. And so let's Mm -hmm. find that. So seeing where John and John Quincy Adams are buried together with their Mm -hmm. wives. And then across the street, there's a super old cemetery, a lot of markers. So made from slate, Mm -hmm. which was something that in the 17th century was a thing, 18th century. So to see 1628 on a headstone is pretty cool. My brother-in-law who lives in Germany found out I was into this sort of thing. So he and I are very adventurous and always looking for something to go see. And so we went to the city of Worms, which we would say worms, I guess, in English which is where a lot of things about the Reformation happened. And so there's lots to see there around that great cathedral, blah, blah, blah. And so we did see all those things, but he's like, there's a Jewish cemetery we have to go to. And so that there was a grave marker from, I think, 1006 or something like that. What? And so I think it's the oldest Jewish cemetery in Germany or maybe in Europe. Anyway, so that was pretty cool. The And maybe an aside, something about Jewish cemeteries that's unique is that once they set up your headstone, they're not allowed to do anything to it. You can't clean it. You can't straighten it. You can't replace it. It just is meant to decay. And so if a tree falls in the cemetery, they leave it. They get overgrown. Yeah, it's like a very interesting experience. And so, yeah, that cemetery, the Jewish cemetery in Worms, Germany was pretty cool. Is that kind of just symbolic for like the decay of life? I think so. I probably have looked it up once or twice, but I have since forgotten what it means. Went to a Jewish cemetery once in Prague and same thing, just like things toppled over on each other, jam packed in there. But the other thing about the Jewish cemetery is that if you visit somebody's grave, you leave something. So a stone or a coin or something like that, just as a remembrance. So that I always thought that was pretty cool. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember when I found out 
years ago that you were into exploring graveyards. I remember uh, there's a place near where my parents live in North Carolina where the uh-huh. world's heaviest twins are buried. <laughs> I took a picture and sent <laughs> yeah, it to yeah. you at some point. Oh, I love it. Because that's one of the random attractions in that area because there's not really. Right. Oh, yeah. random. Yeah. It's bizarre. We also have visited the grave of a circus elephant at some sure. point. Okay. <laughs> have you visited any graves like that? Yes. Yes, I have. And I don't know that I've necessarily like gone looking for them, but definitely just in the law of averages, you end up seeing weird <laughs> things. So in Elgin near where I live, there's a, I just remember this. I think I have a picture of it. First woman to drive from Chicago to New York. That was on her. <laughs> and I don't know how she can prove that, but you know, she was young person in the twenties or the teens, or I don't know, like back when maybe it was like a really big deal. Um, in Chicago, there's some really interesting places. So there's a circus performers, a section of a cemetery. So wow. there's yeah all kinds of interesting folks buried there. There's also, there was a shipwreck in the Chicago River. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of those people were buried in one place. And so there's a memorial to them. On the south side of Chicago, there's a cemetery that used to be a POW camp for Confederate soldiers. And so there's some Hmm. big, big mounds there that I guess soldiers are buried from that time. There's, I'm trying to think that there's one cemetery in, in Chicago also that's called the Bohemian National Cemetery. So like the King of Yugoslavia is buried there from some time, or maybe that I might be mixing up my cemeteries. There's a, there's another one in Libertyville, I think is where the King of Yugoslavia is buried. Uh, in a chapel there. That's totally awesome. In the country, there's a chapel with mosaic, you know, ceilings and all this stuff. And yeah, King of Yugoslavia, why not? Um, Sure. There's also a cemetery in downtown Chicago that they had a landscape architect design it. And so the guy who designed Central Park in New York City and the World's Fair in Chicago from 1893, he designed this cemetery and it's beautiful as you can imagine, and all the kind of the heavy hitters from the early days of Chicago are buried there. So Marshall Fields, Cyrus McCormick. So did he do like the Reaper or some kind of a farming implement? Palmer Potter, Sullivan, the architect, uh, Mies van der Rohe. So anyway, all these in this super beautiful, idyllic setting, there's a lake there and beautiful trees and surrounded on all sides, like by the L train and down the street from Wrigley Fields. Yeah. It's confusing, but so great. Yeah. (laughs) Any memorable epitaphs? I don't remember like one that stands out, but there's a genre of them that stand out, which is gone but not forgotten. Hmm. Is on a lot of from a certain time period. And the thing that always blows my mind is that, you know, a good percentage of the time that headstone's been knocked over Mm. or there's a tree growing out of it or something like that. Yeah, ironic. Not true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, and then even some of the headstones must have been important people in their community at the time. And so mm-hmm. they list their accomplishments on their headstone. And I'm just thinking you're dead and no one cares. <laughs> I guess for me, it, it just makes me think about, okay, what am I doing to make a difference to the people that are closest to me? Mm. So yeah, that gone, but not forgotten. I'm just like, yeah, well, uh, not so much. <laughs> What is something you personally have gained, acquired, realized, 
from your experiences journeying in graveyards? Yeah, I mean, I think that just that how short life is and how there's some grave sites you go to and you're like, okay, this person really did make a difference and we remember them. But for the most part, just like a sea of, I'm going to say forgettable yeah. lives. And, you know, they're probably important to somebody. And it's like a humbling thing to be like my problems or my situations mm. in life that are tough. They're like so minuscule in scope of things. But also that idea of what am I going to do with the time I have? And I don't know what, what exactly that right answer is, but yeah, just it helps me be mindful of each day instead yeah. of just letting life pass by. Like, okay, what am I going to do today to maybe make the gone but not forgotten like really true? So I know I have no control over it, but yeah, I could try. So yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the general vibe. It's also interesting though with what you said to think about like, who do you want to be gone but not forgotten to? Right, right. Like, if you're trying to be gone but not forgotten to everybody. Right. Well, who's your target audience? Who can you actually right. make the best impact on while you're here? Right. And I think, too, just the way life works, families move away from the place where they're, like, where I am right now is a very small town. And the person I was talking to today is like, oh, yeah, my grandma's buried there. My uncle's buried there. Mm -hmm. They have a, they have an infant buried there. But just, like. He's very connected to this area, mm -hmm. um, but so many of us move on and don't hang out where we will eventually end up. And I think too, so just, this is maybe an interesting example. So my dad is from Southern Virginia and he and my mom will be buried down there because mm -hmm. there's a plot for them which is where my grandparents are buried. Right. And I have a brother who died early in life and he's buried there. Hmm. Like, when am I ever going to visit them to like, I would have to go to Southern Virginia for that reason. And so they're not forgotten necessarily, but just it's impractical. <laughs> yeah. 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 Our world has changed a lot. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Last question. What do you yeah. wish people knew about cemeteries, graveyards? What do I wish they knew? I think we get creeped out too much by them. We maybe place too much importance on their hollowed ground and I should not go visit. Mm. And I think actually during the pandemic, especially in Chicago with so many parks closed, mm -hmm. the cemeteries became a place for people to get out of their house and Interesting. enjoy nature. And I think, I think they're a perfect place to, to visit and to experience being outside and to maybe learn something about the community that you're in, I think more people should visit them more often. And I maybe that will ruin the experience for me, having more people in them. I mean, obviously to treat the moment with respect and not throw giant parties in the cemeteries, but yeah, I think there's something to be enjoyed there for everyone. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. This has been yeah. utterly fantastic. <laughs> yeah. well, thanks for having me on. Yeah, I, I appreciate having a chance to have somebody show interest in my like weird enjoyment I get from cemeteries. Nerds, unite. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> so here we are. I absolutely loved this time with Todd. His fascination with cemeteries is something I've known about since I met him all the way back in 2010, but this was the first time I've actually really got to talk with him about it, and it was so fun. So I hope that because of this conversation, 
you will venture out and explore a cemetery around you and find something fun, like an Oddfellows medallion. Thank you so much again, Todd. If you've got a flavor of nerd that you want me to celebrate, I would love to hear all about it. So go ahead and email me at herewearethepodcast at gmail.com and tell me everything. And guys, I really mean it. Like, I love taking time to sit and make space for nerd to be celebrated. If you really like this podcast and want to financially support what I'm doing, head on over to patreon.com, search for Here We Are The Podcast, and sign up for one of the many, many beautifully and sassily written support tiers that I'm really proud of. So until next time, don't forget that curiosity wins and the world needs more nerds. Bye.